wheels make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. 35-32 was the final today in Orchard Park. Another stunner. Another cardiac performance by these Buffalo Bills. So much to talk to. Talk about. We're all exhausted emotionally, mentally, and physically. I'm Lars. Up there in Chicago, Illinois, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is with us tonight. Hey, yo, 3-0. and And uh, slightly north of her, in Park Ridge, Illinois, Sujit, the president of the Bills backers, is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you go even a little further north of that... Up to Bruce City, USA. Buffalo Bill Nichols is here. Just call me Santa Claus. North Pole. No big deal. And all the way down there in Austin, Texas. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's a full crew tonight. The Jam and Jeff Day also with us. One, two, three. Love it. One, one, two, three. Well, uh, let's not waste any more time, gang. Uh, If you haven't already subscribed to this podcast and told everybody in Bill's Nation how you find it, found it good here we go please do rate and review if you like if you're going to do it be nice or don't do it we don't care all we care about is talking about this crazy win another crazy win for these buffalo bills gang let's get right into it So as we said earlier, 35-32 to was the final. I received a text late in the game or after the game was over. Somebody said, wow, what a range of emotions. And I sort of took a second to consider what those range of emotions were that began around 1 p.m. all the way through the end of the game. Started off with delight, sort of transitioned from there into satisfaction, and then from there to relaxation and then annoyance and then frustration and then aggravation and then anger and then more annoyance and then more anger and then a little bit of hope and then a lot of nervousness and then more anger and then more nervousness and then finally at last relief and probably only now Am I able to feel happy about this win? But it took so much out of me. But here we are, baby. 3-0. and Josh Allen, another 300-plus yard performance. Four touchdowns through the air. Only one, inter- one interception, and it was highly questionable. But it wasn't all pretty. We will get to all the wonderful things about this game here in due order. Suge, we didn't hear from you at all last week, so we'll start with you tonight. Was not all pretty. Your Jenny Cremel bummer of today's game. Uh, I'm going to say I, 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 I'm genuinely concerned about the middle of our defense. Um, not right up the middle, but I'm worried about the, that, the short pass over the middle. Um, last week we had a great excuse. Uh, you know, Edmonds was out. Milano was out. Um, I think that Edmonds was playing injured today. Um, I think Milano made some plays. He had that sack, uh, which I actually didn't see because I was still at work. Um, but I'm worried about, you know, the Rams, just like the last team, the Dolphins, yeah, um, kind of just 
threw over the middle against us. And the the running game today, the, the run defense, I'm sorry, uh, was just a sieve. Now, granted, this is Sean McVay's, McVay's offense, right? They're supposed to beat you, right? They're supposed to be brilliant. Um, Sean McDay, that's right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Mix between yeah. Jeff Day. Okay, whatever. It's close enough. Okay, yeah, that's, not bad. At least I know the other. I know the other team's coach. Okay, <laughs> like I got Tremaine Edmonds right. Like, just give me that. Anyways, so um, I'm worried about the middle of our defense. I'm worried about the short range pass over the middle of our defense and their ability, people's ability to carve us up. Um, and I think Cassie hit on it a little bit. Um, I think it's a little bit of the byproduct of the zone defense um, and that you find soft spots in the zone. Um, and do we need to switch over to man when we get in that situation? Could be. I mean, 29 unanswered points is no joke. And I no. I would not have expected many teams. It, but Sean McVay, I don't care if it's Bill Walsh reincarnated with with Joe Montana and Jerry Rice back there. I would not have expected many teams to score 29 unanswered points against this defense and against this offense. So, you know, a, a lot can be said about what happened in the second half. Cass, we'll come to you next because second half bills, here we are. I mean, Again. you want a team that can just put put the put the pedal down, put the boot to the throat and walk away from a game. We had a chance again today and kind of kind of passed on it again. So who's your Jenny Creamel bummer of today's game? I mean, the third quarter again. Like, we all texted. I was like, oh, wow, I've never felt this great in a third quarter. And then, holy shit, boom. Like, the freaking, like, floor dropped on us. Um, so I there's one thing. Third quarter, it should be like the 13th floor in some buildings. It just doesn't exist. You just get by <laughs> it. 12th floor to 14th floor. Let's go. Second quarter. To fourth quarter, boom. Um, another concern, and I think Suj hit on a lot of it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna rip on the defense, right? But we have an all-star corner out there. But one thing I noticed today is his inability to tackle in the open field. And there were a few times where either a wide receiver had the ball or the running back had the ball, and he just whiffed multiple times tackling in the open field. And I'm sorry, if you're gonna be an elite cornerback. You got to be able to do that. You got to be able to defend the throw and make some tackles out there. So, across the board, defense is pretty bad. Yeah, it was. Oh my God. I still, I can barely breathe still. That was terrible. (laughs) And it's so funny because the defense was so good in the first half, right? So, I mean, is, is maybe another thing the whole inability of us to adjust to the adjustments that happened in the second half? It could be. It could also just be, uh, and they were talking about it. The announcers they they could have just been gassed. I mean they they could have just been tired, and that's something that a we have seen the defense fall apart in years past because the offense can't stay on the field. Now the offense gets off the field fast by design, and you know th- there's just a lot of possessions and a lot of scores, and they're just constantly out there against a a team that has the weapons and the coaching and the quarterback that'll challenge you. Jeff, coming to you now. Try to keep it brief. Again, it was a it was a historic win today. But your Jenny Cremel bummer of the contest. A historic win. I love it. Um, can't wait to talk about some of the positives. Um, I found it hard to try and identify a specific player. Um, so w- with that in mind, I'm going to identify a specific referee, and I'm going to call give my Jenny Cremel to the uh, to the line judge who called the interception uh on tyler croft 
that it was the Rams ball on the field, which then ultimately led us not to be able to get the talk call overturned under replay because there wasn't clear video evidence. So my Jenny Cremail goes to whatever line judge that was that uh, somehow in his mind decided that, uh, that, that, that Tyler Croft did not come down with that ball and the game-changing play when we were up 28-10. So there's plenty of players in the Bills that I could give it to, but I felt compelled to give it to, the, uh, to that ref today. That's fine, except how how is there not incontrovertible evidence yeah. that it wasn't an interception? I like I kind of reject this notion. Like, well, it's really hard to overturn the call on the field, but it, it it's objectively clear that Tyler Croft was the first person <laughs> to catch it, and at no point gave up possession of the ball. I don't understand why why can't the review overturn that? It was a lousy call on the field. But what's the point of review if you can't watch that play and make the reasonable conclusion that that was a lousy call that needs to be overturned? Uh, the other thing is that, I mean, we always talk about tie goes to the runner. I mean, that is a rule, right? That if it's a even— It wasn't a tie! It wasn't no, 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 no. Was, what I'm saying is that But if, if, if the situation was that both players have the ball— yes. yep. That offense. the offense gets it. Correct. Right? And the thing is, is that what pissed me off is that the official came in at the end and said, hey, hey, guys, let it go, let it go, let it go. Game the plays over. Just let go. Like, we've already made a decision. Right? And then after they let go, then suddenly – but if, like, they, they just had to fight it out, you know, maybe Tyler Croft rips the ball away and then it's a very clear thing that's like, well, you clearly he didn't have better position. Um, but I agree with you, Lars. He, you know, I mean, that's why Mike Pereira was like, I absolutely disagree with that completely bad call. Um, but but I don't – what I don't understand is, Lars, to your point, is that, okay, fine, he clearly caught the ball first, and then at the end of it, they clearly both had possession because they both had their hands on the ball, and you know neither one could rip it away from the other. So then, by definition, that goes to the offense. But yeah. here's the thing: if if Croft doesn't get possession of that ball, it's not a catch. So the the start of the catch was Croft, right? Like I, I so I don't understand how it can all of a sudden just change. To this other player having possession of the ball. Here's all That's I can say. It was, the idea it is that he rips tie. it away. No, you know, it was not the idea even. is that he rips it away and takes possession from Croft, right? But he thank, didn't. Thank God. Of course he didn't. Yeah. Thank God that we can spend the two minutes necessary to talk about that play on this pod. We can spend the two minutes. I gave it my cream ale, and we still won the game. Versus having to spend about 25 minutes talking about that play in the event that we lose the game, right? So thank God that we only had to spend two minutes on it. You know, Billy, I guess we'll, we'll yeah. turn it over to you. Well, for your and all it does, let me think about it, all it does that that comes down to the difference of it is one other penalty away from us yep. talking yep. talking about the, that whole thing. So, um, yeah, uh, right. we've dwelled on that enough, and we're going to read some, some stories about it. Uh, and I, like you, Jeff, uh, it's, it, it is tough to find a single player. Uh, Sujit, uh, the one thing that I did write down was uh, the the fact that we do have a glaring hole uh, in the middle of our defense and teams being able to uh, find a way to just gash us over the middle. Uh, but my Jenny Cream Ale today is actually going to go to whatever seat Josh Allen has to sit on uh, as he's going home from the game. Uh, or as he went home from the game, because, man, those brass balls must be hurting <laughs> something. 
My God, he's got some heavy ass brass balls. Woo! Feel sorry. I wow. like it. Wow, what really paints a picture? Um, I, I'm gonna give mine to just the the who, whoever the studio execs are, and I don't I don't really have a preference. CBS, Fox, it really makes no difference to me. But at this, like, can we stop getting the F team? Like, I get it that we're in a small market, but we have one of the most exciting teams in football. These guys, and now, and maybe now I'm just, maybe I'm just now seeing the light because I'm not watching the games in a noisy bar and can actually listen to these jerks talk during the game. But like, the announcers have been awful, like just terrible. They're getting numbers wrong, names wrong. They're just like misspeaking all the time, misconjugating verbs. Like these guys are just lousy. Misconjugating so, verbs. And so, and I get it. Like it's a hard job. I understand, and I understand you can't have like the seasoned pros for every single contest. But whoever whoever's making these decisions at Fox and CBS, how about you throw the three and Buffalo Bills a bone every once in a while? It has been yeah, a running narrative. It has been a running narrative. I mean, nobody nobody. Can, it's hard to compare to the. Uh, the electric combo of Archuleta and Sparrows that we've had for oh, God. for seemingly half of our games over the last you know five years. Um, so it, somehow Fox it felt too, right? yeah somehow it felt like this Fox crew was a welcome relief, even though it's the you know the fifth tier of the Fox crew. But no, I hear you, Lars. Who I mean, was I mean, it that announced the game today? Who was it? Chris Myers. I, uh, and and Brock. Hu- Greg Jennings. It, Huard, uh, no, Greg Jennings. Yeah, I, it, and it's like who who was the quarterback? Because yeah, at first I thought it, it sounded Hewitt. like it was like Brock Huard. They're really saying because that motherfucker said, "Oh, you played the position." I was like, "Motherfucker, you didn't play <laughs> no position." Okay. Yeah. I played running back well, and fucking Pop Warner too. Okay. When when Allen's driving, Lying, when Allen's driving in the fourth quarter, and one of the guys is like, it's got a lot of pressure on him. He's got a lot of NFL executives that are out there that he's worried about what they're right. thinking. I was like, "What? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, they say they say boneheaded stuff like that too, but more often than not, like just they are generally uninteresting. Like they like at best they're keeping the balls in the air, but they one of them at one point in the game had the gall to say, "Well, you know, Josh Allen has those accuracy accuracy issues we know he's already thrown one interception today and i want to be like are you guys watching this game how could you possibly make that observation what 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 are you talking about i and i I'm like i don't even give a pass to the people who read the box score and say something so stupid you guys are watching the game all right let's not dwell these bills are three and oh we've scored like 400 points in the last two weeks Whoop. josh allen has, has thrown the ball to saturn and back Suge, get us going. Who's your the bad blue MVP of the today's game? Uh, I'm gonna take a pass. Uh, let me let me let me think. I, I have to put my thoughts together. Jeff, coming to you. Emotional. Lots to choose from. Can't wait to talk about it. Uh, hell of a comeback victory. Um, I'll, I'll give mine to uh, to the guy who contributed 60 of the 75 yards. I think on the last drive, uh, Cole Beasley. Mm. Um, nice. You know, Cole Beasley, 100 yard game for Cole, um, and. You know, he, you know, John Brown was injured for the second half, and so, you know, some different folks had to step up. And I think Cole Beasley on that last drive, I think was, if I have it correct, I think was four catches for 59 yards on the last, on the game winning drive. And so, including the third and 22 conversion. Including the third and 22. And, you know, and so, and I think on that last drive, if I'm not mistaken, he almost had another catch along the sideline. I think he collided with, uh, with uh, Gabriel yes. Davis. Um, <clears throat> 
So, so I'll give it to Cole Beasley. I mean, again, it's you know, pick your. We got a lot to choose from, so I'll start it off with him. And uh, and I also enjoyed. I watched his. I, I just sort of special shout out. I watched his uh, post game um, press conference, and he was also talking about how um, you know he got emotional thinking about Tyler Croft, you know, um, catching the two TDs and everything that he's been through, which is a really interesting sort of like subplot narrative to this Bills team. And so just seeing that hu- like that element of humanity out of Cole Beasley, just as a as an as another element of just how much these guys love each other and how emotional Cole was thinking about Tyler, even though Cole had a hundred yard game today, I thought was cool. So Cole Beasley gets my uh, gets my Labatt Blue for the game. I want to. Um, I'm, I'm. I'm ready. I'm ready, and I want to jump in here because I want to do it before Cassie steals it, uh, and that's Gabriel Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, I mean, I, I wasn't with you guys last week, um, but all I've seen this whole year is just a, a rookie that just walks in and just makes differences. You know, like he makes a difference, whether it was you know crazy catches or just being there and, and clutch and and making great catches, making difficult catches. Um, you know, I think he is a little bit of the X factor, right? We all knew that Stephon Diggs was going to be good, and he is. We all knew that Cole Beasley would be clutch over the middle, and, and he is. And we all knew that John Brown could stretch the field and make the comeback routes and all those other things. So all those guys are performing as expected. Stephon Diggs arguably better than expected because we didn't know what to expect. But Gabriel Davis was the one that we weren't sure about. We were, you know, sitting here thinking, oh, do we need Duke Williams? Do we need this? And this guy, I mean, has done more than Duke Williams ever did last year, you know, um, including the playoff game. Um, So, I mean, I think it's just it's really exciting, and he's a rookie, and he's bought in, and he's excited. And, you know, it's just... He just it seems like he's come into the fold of the Bills offense of the Bills organization very quickly and I just, I just hope it just is growth. Gabriel like Davis Gabriel Davis oh, oh, has allowed sorry, us Jeff. to look at we we all love Duke Williams. He was sort of a fun fan story last year. Gabriel Davis has allowed us to get out of the world of fiction and back into the world of nonfiction as it relates to our receivers, mm-hmm. right? Like there's a reason that uh, uh, Duke Williams was in the CFL for a number of years. And I just think that, like, Gabe Davis is that guy now, Suge, who, like, when you see Gabe Davis out there, you're like, oh, this. This is that big, tall, strong receiver, and that's what it looks like, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is that, like, he's not Kelvin Johnson. He's not fucking Megatron. He's mm-hmm. not massive, right? Like, he's not a Mike Williams uh, or Mike – sorry, Mike Evans – um, but but still, but like he can move and he can make he, he can position himself in the ball and things like that. And it's just it's it's you know I think that what we see is that oh this is what a good receiver looks like. Like this is what a good young receiver looks like. This is what a good you know burgeoning talent looks like. Um, as opposed to you know Duke Williams, once in a while you make a circus catch, you know that's great. But like you don't you're not there on the the day to day, and you don't suddenly like do something that says oh crap. We actually need to pay attention to this guy. Yeah. You know, it's not just a random thing. Billy, coming to you now. Sorry. And I'm also – I'm having – I have a lousy connection to my phone, so if I'm a little delayed in cutting people off, Jeff, i sorry. It's going to happen again. Listeners also apologize. Not exactly the greatest tech setup here in Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, so, Billy, coming to you now. The Bat Blue MVP. It might also be those gummies you ate before the show. I'm just I saying. Wish. I wish. So my Labatt Blue MVP for today's game is uh, none other than Devin Singletary. 
right. and whether we want to, uh, you know, I didn't bother to look up any stats or, um, you know, uh, to me, stats can sometimes be misleading. It's, uh, it seemed to me just, though, that, like, he, I mean, he brought his game. You know, Zach Moss is down. Um, Devin Singletary, you know, he, he hasn't pouted about being able being having to share the load. Um, he's been, you know, consummate professional. Uh, and, you know, today was a day for him to sort of step up and make sure that every time he touched the ball, uh, you know, he made as much with it as he could. And it seemed to be he was getting his extra couple yards. He was uh, he made a couple of just real nasty moves, um, you know, straight out of a video game that we love to see him make. Uh, so, you know, and, and again, sort of getting that screen play, screen uh, play going, which I've been calling for forever, and we're starting to do a little bit of it. I still think we can do more with it, uh, and I hope to see more of it more of it down the road. Um, but, uh, yeah, caught a real nice screen pa- pass. I know that, uh, you know, went for 15 and change. So uh, it was good. Nice to see him. Nice to play him. Nice to see him uh, play well, uh, put in a real solid performance, and uh, hopefully see much more of those uh, coming down here. Amen. Yeah, that one play where he he turned number fifty completely inside out. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna see that on highlight highlights for the rest of the season. I mean, that was nasty. It was just absolutely nasty. Cass, who do you got? Who's your, who's your Labatt Blue MVP? Yeah, I'm gonna start with the Labatt Blue MVP is the fact that we have a three and zero record, <laughs> and that is brought to you by Josh Allen. Yeah. Oh, thank, you. Yeah. thank you right. for picking yeah. him. And I I know, don't like don't get me wrong. Like Jeff was talking about fiction, nonfiction, right? Dude, a tale of two cities, a tale of two quarterbacks. <laughs> biggest, not, biggest biggest fictional play right there. He is he does everything wrong, but he really does everything right. The resiliency mm. in the way Girl. that he plays, and I don't know, did anybody listen to his post game? Because he, the dude, the boy knows that he screwed up and he screwed up mm-hmm. big time, but that doesn't matter. He did what we needed him to do, what the Bills needed him to do to get to the three and record. And I'm sorry, I will take the bonehead. I will take it 100%. I will fall behind him every single day because without that bonehead, I don't think he, you know, the, the sweet isn't as sweet without the sour. What and do you think would have happened if he would have completed that lateral to Isaiah McKenzie? <laughs> <laughs> do you think he would have scored? Oh, do you think God, he'd be sitting yes. here going like, oh, my God, this kid? What do you think would have happened there? I loved everything about that that uh, lateral <laughs> attempt. I could, I could, And, and I, think the, I think the reason that I loved it so much is because coming out of the Texans playoff game last year, it was like, a, okay, it was like, all right, well, like, like, let's, never your do, yeah, let's okay. never do that again. You know, like, and then, and then you know, fast forward to game three, he just sees that lateral attempt, and the dog in him just can't, can't stop it. I love it. I mean, the thing is that if he makes it, the guy's probably going to the end zone. That's what right? I'm asking. That's what I'm asking. Right? And then all of us are like, oh, my God, he's just such a gamer. Right? But <laughs> fuck you, Josh. Stop that shit. I mean, the announcers were literally speechless. <laughs> they, they were. They, they, like, stammered for a good three or four seconds. I mean, Cass, I love that. I feel like you just you just may have created a new um, nickname for Josh Charles Dickens Allen right there. A little tale of two cities. I love that. Wow. Yeah. Good job. I mean, you know, the thing... The, I want to take a. I want to take like three extra Labatt Blues because this game just made me so fucking happy. Now, like after I was able to take my pulse and make sure I wasn't dead, 
Um, but also, it's the fact that you know the new era of the Bills has arrived. Yep. I think that I mean I think I feel confident saying that now. You know, like you know we've all had the four and zero starts. You know, but those four and zero starts like they weren't good games they were like you know, the bears they, we, the bears three and zero start they were right like now. the bears three and zero start right exactly right where it's just like hey mm. you know we put up some points you know when have we had th- three cassie is fucking who her nails and just like some shit <laughs> um okay but anyways but when have we had three games in a row with 300 yards passing and a minimum of three touchdowns and Completion percentages over sixty-five percent or whatever, roughly. You know, today was seventy-two percent. You know, when have we had a team that could do that? When have we had a team where the offense carries the defense two weeks in a row and scores over thirty points? You know, like it just—it doesn't make sense. Like, I'm not saying that we are, you know, that we're going on going on our next four Super Bowl run. I'm not saying that. Right. But we are not the next version of the middling bills. Right. We are not, you know, the transition from Chan Gailey to whatever after that, you know, or, you know, to then to the Rex Ryan bills. Like it's not that next step like, oh, where you see some progress in the beginning and then it all falls apart. Um, this is big. Suge. I'm not sure how long it's going to last. I'm not sure how long it's going to last. But the point is, is that there's something different. Right. There is an offense that is powerful right and it is predicated on a coach that is based in defense right and you think about some of the other like the other nuances right so we have the patriots right who is the only other team that seems to be doing okay in our division and their quarterback is the former panthers quarterback who else knows everything that can go wrong with cam newton other than our our def- our our coach who was their defensive coordinator Mm. right so there's so many things that can just fall into place that can make us you know perennial favorites (laughs) at least in the near future uh in in the afc east you know what else makes it you're not go on bill i was gonna say you know what else makes it feel different is when you're watching the game and you're not scoreboard watching to see like what the browns are doing because you know what the Browns are doing is going to have some sort of wild card implication. Right. <laughs> I mean, in week three, I'm not even thinking about that because I know that we're, you know, we're going to put up at ten wins and be there no problem. Um, one one quick shout out I'd like to give uh, for a the bad blue. How about Tyler um, Tyler Bass yep. five for five mm-hmm. five for five today. Going back to last week, he's in a, no whatever. I mean it's. Shouldn't shouldn't be celebrated too too much, but it looked like he had the yips there in week one. Stood by our man, and he's he's still doing still doing pretty good work out there. Haven't had to rely on him for a field goal yet, thank God. But um, I, I, I'm feeling more and more confident that if and when the time comes, he'll he'll be ready. He'll be ready and able. Um, I love. Yeah, I, mean, I do yeah, want to see. I do want to see him knock a sixty yard. This was a perfect example, Lars, of the announcers being complete fucking idiots. Right? They're like, well. You know, he's never had to t- attempt uh, something from over 50 yards. Like, oh, yeah, we saw him practicing. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure McDermott said, uh, 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 yeah. Uh, like, they weren't sure. Like, I think I read he has a big leg, <laughs> right. but I'm not totally sure. And so I'm just, you know, I'm going to kind of fucking jack around this. Like, you know, it would have been like, you know, 
it would have been nice to see him kick one of his 60, 70 yard field goals that he does in practice. You know, like that type. Of, like that just shows you actually know what the hell you're talking about. You know, like do some research, man. It's not that much. It's not that much to do. Hey, Suge, yeah. I got a question for doing. you. I got a question for you, Suge. Because I feel like this is uh this is this this is big. I think for you, you've been calling since for what three and a half years. You've been asking us to show you the baby. You mm. said show me the baby every time we said trust the process. You said show me the baby. It's true. Have we delivered the baby? Baby, I'm cutting the cord. <laughs> oh, I'm cutting he's the holding, cord. He's holding the baby. It wow. is time for that baby. To go on into this world and bring his ass on there. I'm, you know what? I'm going to see that little, you know that little dancing baby that they got on the internet? That little weird dancing baby? That's going to be the touchdown dance. It's the little dancing baby. Because we now see the baby. We know the baby. We love the baby. We are caressing that baby. And we're going to start building. We're going to get onesies for the baby. We got some skin to we're skin. We're going to do all that shit with the baby. We're going to take that baby on on little like events there was actually a baby at the bar today right cassie oh, that yeah. was sitting up watching the game right next to his daddy he had a little high chair right there at the fucking bar i mean it's questionable parenting it's fine i've done it before but uh the baby the baby has arrived the baby has arrived it's got a name and what oh let's name the baby that's our wild card fine let's name the baby <laughs> and the wild card okay well, I mean, what else is there to say? Uh, I, yeah, it's just, this. It's a new team. It's a new era. Scoring I, points, picking up yards. What do you got, Cass? I, I just love how we've been so burned by tight ends that Tyler Croft literally has, like, the game of his life in a Bills uniform, and none of us can talk about him. Because I'm sorry, like, you're still dead to me. Like, it's been two years. <laughs> like, this is the shit I expected, like, two years ago. I know you got injured and, like, all that stuff. But, like, I'm still, like, Charles Clay, Tyler Croft, I'm still wounded, Dawson Knox, I I expect more. You got to do more. You can't trust nobody. You can't trust you. You can't trust nobody. I need, like, three more of these games, and then maybe maybe we'll give you a little bat blue. Wow. Yes. Tell them like (laughs) it is. It's funny because it was such a featured part of the offense today, right, was the tight ends. But fuck them. You know what? Fuck you all. (laughs) Fuck you, tight ends. <laughs> do something. Be reliable. I mean, what, 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 do you, what else do you want Tyler Croft to do? He scored the game-winning touchdown with 15 do seconds. Do it week after week. <laughs> Catch a ball. Can we, not, can, Knox. We, can we not be going to the end zone with 15 seconds to go in the game to win just every week? I'd, I'd love, Dawson I'd love Knox that is, not be the case. Dawson Knox, why don't you just drop a ball and then get concussed, okay? <laughs> That did happen. Okay, let's let's get out of this. Let's get into wild card. I think I think we've all we've all said our piece. I I don't know if we're gonna have any brilliant revelations beyond any of that. So we got a baby to name. Suge, clank us out. Oh, two. There it is. Okay, got it. Nice. That was actually a good one. That was good. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the, it's the wild card. This is better, better. We're getting there. And hey, at least we have the full crew. I, I actually can't say for certain when the last time we had full capacity for a full episode. We'll have to get Brandon Meister, another one of our show historians, to pull one out of the archives and let us know. Uh, but this is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Bills. We do so drinking beer. And I'm on a little bit of a gluten vacation. 
Uh, I'm having a little bit this week, so I had uh, some beers during the game so I could enjoy some pizza as well. And sipping now in honor of my boy Billy and in honor of my Buffalo Bills, some Labatt Blue Light. Bill, tell me something different. It's what I got, baby. It works. Go for it. That's right. It ain't broke. Jeff, how about you? Uh, Jeff, actually, Jeff, I don't know if you're going to want to reveal to our listeners a little surprise you shared with us earlier. Big news. Tell us about your imbibing today. Yeah, big news. Big news. Big news on the uh, Pilsner Lager uh, Hefeweizen train uh, that I... Let me just just interject. Big news, giant asterisk. But go ahead. (laughs) Big news, giant asterisk. Setting myself up for uh, ridicule. Um, But what else would life be without a little self-deprecation? Today... I, I ventured into the IPA territory, and Damn right. I, I ventured, and I ventured full on into the skinny locale IPA option, courtesy of Community Beer out of Dallas, Texas, coming in at 95 calories, four grams of carbs, <laughs> and 4.2 percent alcohol uh, volume. So. Um, Hey, look at I will say as a guy who doesn't like hops, and I and I at some point, Sujit, you'll have to explain to me the difference in all these different hop things. Um, this was a delicious uh, light IPA. I also work for the company that makes Skinny Pop popcorn, so Skinny Hop beer felt like it was an appropriate, uh, you know, uh, beer for me. That's so not fr- that's not from your company though, is it? Oh no, no, this is uh, this is this is from some brewery. Uh, uh, nearby, so I decided to try it, and uh, you know what can I say? How I'm an IPA guy now, you know, no big deal. Wow, wow. Okay, first of all, let's let's not let's not get too far in front of our put the horse in front of the cart or do something weird. I mean, lo, low IPA, content, okay? low calories. I like is I not like, really. I, I mean, for don't get me wrong. I like me a low cal IPA. I love the dogfish one. You know, it's good. I mean, it's called Hop Skinny, man. I mean, have some fucking respect, okay? <laughs> like. But you know what? You know what I was actually thinking about is, and I know that we're talking about beers right now. But you know, Jeff has spent a solid portion of our lives now making snacks. Can he just be Jeff Snacks Day? Mm. Can he just his nickname be Snacks? I like it. Be a good one. Between the chips, between all that, it's just like Snacks. What you got going? Snacks. What's your wild card? <laughs> right? Like, I think that Jeff's new nickname is Snacks. I, so the I, only person. There was there was an NFL player named Snacks. The only the only other person that I knew that was nicknamed Snacks growing up was a, a guy who played baseball with in high school, and we called him Snacks because he was diabetic and always had snacks nearby. <laughs> I but see my vote for Jeff Day would be Jeff Basic Day. Whoa! Wow! Wow! That seems more disrespectful. Straight for the chin. He's drinking his pumpkin spice. In his skinny IPA, he's waiting for his order from the Nordstrom, you know, half yearly sale, you know, wearing his Lululemon. I mean, I just know that, you know, Cassie will be right there next to me in line. I was going to yeah, say, right? I'm, I'm, I'm sensing a little projection here, Cassie. I mean, your ass is fucking filing your nails literally on this podcast. Okay. Also, I am I know it's been a while since I've had beer on the reg, but I am looking desperately for an ex- expiration date on this bottle of beer because I don't know how long it's been in my mom's fridge, but wow, it does uh, not really taste fresh. Uh, <laughs> Labatt Blue doesn't travel or age well. <laughs> no, it just... 
It's got a little bit of a licorice flair to it. Uh, oh, Suge, what what are you? I know that I know it's been a big day of drinking for you since you have no other no other responsibility these days. So. Yeah, yeah. What unfortunately, were you, uh, it was not it was not a drinking day for me, um, just because uh, I'm working. But I, you know, I did. I was sitting here thinking about, um, you know, hey, what 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 could I talk about? Like, what beer really ex- exemplifies this day? And uh, there was something in my fridge that I just want to show you guys right here. <laughs> it's called the Super Cluster. Yeah. Mm. Right? That, that works. Because what a fucking clusterfuck of a game this was. <laughs> right? Like, I don't understand it. It's like, oh, first of all, that beer um, I've had, I I got real excited one day. And it, you can't find it. It's from Lagunitas. Um, it's a Citra IPA. Um, Citra Hopped IPA and it's great and you can't always find it and I walked I was supposed to go get firewood at uh, the Jewel and uh, it, you know I walked in the beer area just to check, just to check out what they had and they had they had super cluster and so I bought five six packs of it I, I, I over purchased <laughs> and um, and then after that I decided you know oh I'm not going to drink for a week so that shit has just been sitting in my garage but um but point is like, what a cluster this game was, right? Like, I didn't. I was. I was expecting not great. I was expecting a, a tough win, and then all of a sudden it's twenty-eight to three, and I'm like, oh my god, like this is great. And then of course they like fuck with you, and then they tell you like, oh no, you're gonna lose. They're gonna score twenty-nine un- un- unanswered points, and then you're gonna be losing. And then like, oh great, this hapless offense that has done nothing in the half is gonna. And then. You know, as soon as you think you know what's going on, it just plays with your emotions. So, yeah, this this in many ways was a cluster, and that's why I thought that Super Cluster was a appropriate name for a beer. It's also very good if you get a chance to have it. Meanwhile, the if you last some, two-thirds up of, in my garage. Uh, of my blue light has now gone down the drain, and I just opened a Coors Light dated October 8th, 2018. So wish me luck, folks. Oh, Jesus. Um, Cassie, what sort of uh, pure-blooded, skin-headed, alt-right German beer were you drinking today? Uh, I am not going to support that generalization. Not Fine. all Germans. Not all Germans are skinheads or Nazis. So let's take that back. Um, I was actually it was Belgian. Was the beer that I was drinking? So they're neighbors to the north east, I guess you off. could say. Uh, and importantly, victims of the Nazis. Okay, <laughs> so so don't don't put her in that category, Lars. Sure. But uh, no, I the thing is that I do think Lincoln Station does need a shout out. They've had an exceptional beer list. They're dabbling in some of the Oktoberfest beers, so I'm like really excited to get into those maybe next week. But I had a uh, beer from Haymarket Brewery, which is right here in Chicago, and it's called Da Beer, like Da mm. Bears, Da Beer, uh, and it's a uh. Belgian, it's a Belgian blonde. It, it it was really good. I I thoroughly enjoyed that as I felt my pulse and my um, blood pressure coming down after the big win it was kind of one of those sit here sip and like try to come back to normal beers and it was delicious so has anybody got a good name for the baby i got one ready oh my goodness oh yeah what do you got jeff are we on we recording we live 
Oh, we've been, yes, this whole time. Did you time. stop recording? Oh, we're good, baby. No, no I mean, hey, look at it. It's, it's, we're, we're Bill's Mafia. We just had our baby. I mean, you gotta, I mean, it's, it, for me, it's Gambino. I mean, we're just going, we're calling it Gambino, the new Mafia boss. Uh, I gotta stay within that theme, so that's what I'm naming the kid. Okay. Anybody else got a good one? Uh, I'm gonna name mine Ralph. Okay, all right, okay. Yeah, going a little yeah, like back. You know, hey man, we wouldn't be where. Ah, uh, I guess we could do something with uh, Terry, keeping the now, team. Ralph's in time. good, Bill. Keeping the team That's in time, but yeah, you know, Ralph, he did a lot of good things for our franchise. And, uh, and hey, look, you're a leg- you're a legacy guy. You're you're William Nichols the sixth. So I didn't want to name him after. I didn't want to name William Bill Polian, you know. But uh, yeah. no, Ralph. I think Ralph. I think is fitting. I think we all owe a lot to him, so it's only natural for us to name uh, name it. Uh, to the man who kept the franchise here for so long. Love it. I, right, y'all I, are ruining fucking wild card right now, okay? I so I'm going to tell you what the fucking name of this baby is, okay? No, I got a good one. I got a good one first. You gotta, okay, go fine. I'll let I, you go. I would like to – I'm going to kind of circle of life this one because I'm trying to think, you know, who was who was the individual that put us on this track? You know, to whom, to whom can we give thanks for the position we are in today? And the, the answer is obvious. It's Patrick DeMarco. Okay, (laughs) we we brought Patrick DeMarco in in 2017. Okay, when we needed a free agent fullback for millions of dollars a year to be that that rock in the locker room, and Patrick DeMarco was was with us. He was a team captain through good times and bad. And what do you know? In 2020, we don't need him, so he's gone. But the baby is here, and so it has come full circle. What dies is born again. And in honor of Patrick DeMarco putting us back on the rails to bring us to here to the 2020 Josh Allen Express, aboard the Josh Allen Express, Patrick DeMarco, thank you. God bless. Pour one out. Love I love it. Family. For some reason, Lars, I, I really thought, and I don't know why, I thought we might have a weird, weird mind meld for some reason. I thought, and I, there was no rationality behind it, I thought you were going to say Chris Kelsey. <laughs> Wow. wow. <laughs> and I and I that would have been going in the opposite direction. I don't know why for some reason I just thought you were going to go there and bring in his lunch pal and now we can eat. I don't know where I was going, but I love it. DeMarco. I'm glad I didn't go that direction. You guys so have was- all lost your mind. I think you've forgotten what it means to be a Bills fan. Here's here's the thing. This motherfucking team. Okay? I mean, we have seen. I told you the new Bills has arrived and as Cassie said, what an unbillsy way to win a fucking billsy game, right? Mm. You get up 28 nothing, then you lose 29 points, and then you still somehow win and you score 35 points in the process. Like, that's not bills, but it's so billsy, right? Like, it just doesn't make any damn sense. And I think that's the point. Like, the reason we love the Bills in general is because this shit is exciting. We're not like sitting there with the Atlanta Falcons where it's like always fucking boring. It doesn't matter. When they played the Bears today, it was still boring. Like, it's just like, it's like, it's just, there's so many teams out there that are not fun to watch. And the Bills, even in their worst days, were still fun to watch. We still liked watching them because they would take the game that they had no business winning and would be in the game. So the name of this baby is this sum of a bitch, okay? <laughs> That's the name of this baby is, you know what you were like, oh, I love this sum of a bitch, right? And like this motherfucking sum of a bitch, like 
The name of this baby is this son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> Spelling, the please. First name Spelling, is this. please. The last name is some of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> that is the name of this baby because you know he's that baby is always gonna frustrate us, but we're always gonna say it in a loving way. But you know, it's not like like I fucking hate this baby. No, 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 no. It's a, this this some of a bitch. It's like you like it's just gonna be. This is what it's going to be. It's this is what it should always be. This is why we love the Bills, is that they always make it interesting and it's fun to watch. So the baby's name is this first name, last name, some of a bitch. I feel like that sort of wraps it yes. up. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so I know I know you didn't get to contribute, but do you, do you really want to try to follow that? I mean No, but there's one thing we're missing out here, right? So I'm a I'm a girl. I like the monograms, right? So I'm picturing mm. this beautiful monogram the initials ctw circle, circle of the, the wagons, wagons. <laughs> oh mm. okay oh, wow. that's so good christopher it's christopher tyler walker <laughs> yeah with wow. your white ass <laughs> why don't you just name him fritz <laughs> fritz i like fritz. that he's got his monogram towels yeah ctw yeah. circle the wagons that's good Cass. There you go. So actually hey, how about l- how about could we make initials that were the three Bills players that we would like to remember? From no, the we're gonna move on he- from this. <laughs> no. no, but Suji, you should definitely do that later on tonight, man. <laughs> yeah, okay. should, yeah, yeah. Record it, record it, send it to us. Yeah, what, what we are we working we on? Forty nine minutes now? Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then make a T shirt um, for I, us. Actually, so I did have a, a little surprise for you that I never I never got to do because I'm trying to put together this fitness room in my basement, and I was holding out to get a custom barbell. Which meant I would have spent like eighty extra dollars to have printed around the ring where you put the, put the plates on. Circle the wagons, but everything's in such low demand. I finally just pulled the trigger on what was available. Someday I do intend to put that on my barbell. We introduced a new segment on this show this year, and before we get into that, a quick shout out to Marty McGreat Scott at at uh, at Buy Wolf Tickets who. Uh, is Big fan of the show. Uh, he had some feedback on the audio last week, but we do appreciate hearing from listeners, big and small. Uh, so anybody out there listening, you want to interact with us, that's great. Leave a review, like I said before. Uh, we always love hearing from our listeners, for whom we are very, 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 very grateful. The uh, new segment this year, Bill's and Beer's crew is putting our money where our mouth is. And last week, Billy took a pretty easy one. Will the Bills, the home team, score 24 more 24 or more points seem like free money, so we took it. Suge wasn't around, so we weren't all in. But Jeff, Cass, Bill, and myself are all, I think, like $18 richer now. So thank you, Billy, for that good one. It's my turn to pick. And looking at the early the uh, early lines for the Bills at the Raiders. And it's also worth noting here that we should keep in mind that this is still the COVID season Things could go sideways very, very fast. But we're playing in Las Vegas on October 4th, which is anniversary adjacent for both Cassie and me. And this upcoming game had all of the makings for an in-person Bills and Beers just full-on blowout. And we are we're missing out on it this week, and I at least want to acknowledge that because I think this could have been a lot of fun playing in Vegas. The Bills are opening as three point favorites on the road in Vegas next weekend, 
And I am just going to take the Bills straight up. The money line right now, uh, I don't know what we'll get locked into, but the money line right now is negative 142. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to take that. That's that's pretty good. It's about 75 cents on the dollar if we win. So I'm in. 20 bucks from me. Bill, you're nodding your head. I'm in. Good, sir. Bill's in. Suge, coming to you. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm right. mad because I know I don't want to spend forty dollars on it. and I know what's going to happen. So we're so we're locked in. We are locked in for this week. We're at no, least. What about Cassie? Well, no, we're locked in. We just need three people. So it's you, me, and Bill. We're in. So if it comes oh, to Jeff, in. he takes it. If Jeff and Bill both take it, we go from twenty to forty dollars. So one. So right now we're two, in. Two. That, that's the three. One. Four. Two. Three. I'm in, baby. We got four. I'm in for we four. Got four. We got four. Cassie, are we all in? Are we all in? Are you taking the Bills straight up over the Las Vegas Raiders? They get to four and oh. Remember how much money we made with the last all in? You're not gonna make that much, but you'll you'll make like thirty thirty. No, but bucks. you you've paid for that win. You've paid for this loss. Guys, I can't do it. Okay. Oh. I can't do it. All right. I can't do Tight it. Times I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit on the sidelines for this one. All right. I'm genuinely th- relieved because I don't want to spend forty dollars. <laughs> hey, all right. That's you got to play to win, but okay, that's fine right. by me. All right. $20. So, Cass, you, but uh, let's stay with this for a second. So, Cass, you're not confident that we're gonna win next week against the Raiders. You, what what part of our game do you think that we're not gonna be able to keep up? Are you are you scared that this Edmonds injury is gonna linger large and? And that we just don't have it in us for another magic horseshoe victory again with the defense with the back against the wall? I think the blueprint is starting to get out there on how to beat our defense. And I just think that we have to come back to earth at some point. And today was way too friggin' stressful. And I believe in the team. I just, I, I gotta be cautious. I gotta be cautious. I got, you know, gotta protect my money. Gotta protect my nest egg. Hmm. So, got, are you not bills. confident? So, are you not confident that the Bills are gonna win? I am not confident that the Bills are gonna win. Wow. I'm gonna say, I, you know, look, there, there's the law of averages, Lars. We always talk about right things regress to the mean. Yeah. And there's always gonna be a fucking shit show, like a shit game that we like. We totally should have won that game, and we didn't. Like. So, like, I could see that happening. You travel to the West Coast, blah, blah, blah. But granted, we are moving, going to the West Coast, not the West Coast, coming to the East Coast. But, you know, it's still it's still an away game. It's weird. God only knows what our players will do in Vegas before they get there. You know, like, you know, there's always just those weird things that are possible. I mean, I Jared got, uh, sorry, what's his? Derek Carr. D- Derek Carr doesn't scare me, you know. Um, John Gruden, right? Is that the coach? Yeah. He doesn't scare me. He's a fucking TV announcer, ultimately. Like, after one year in Tampa Bay. one He had one year in Tampa Bay. Then he has this, like, bullshit, like, TV academy where he thought that, you know, like, uh, what was it? He actually, he was the one that said Nate Peterman was going to be fucking great. <laughs> he did. Right? On his little and then, QB And then brought academy. him onto his roster. Right. Right. And so, anyways, so, like, I mean, I'm not scared of that. But it's just, like. There's always – it's just a law of average, like 3-0, and o, you know, to go 4-0. and o, Like, what are the chances? Like, blah, blah, blah. But still, I can't not put $20 on us beating that team. Uh, mm. That the New England Patriots just beat 36-20. to 20. Right. Right? The Cam Newton New England Patriots. Like, I, I have as much faith in our 
defense as I do in New England's defense. And I have more faith in our offense than I do in New England's offense. So I so, don't have as much faith in our D as I do theirs, but and this is this is some genuine grade A pod here. How did the Patriots score all those points? Because Newton had like 167 passing yards and only like 27 rushing yards. Like where, where did they score on defense? Where where did all those points come from? Oh, Does I anybody know? No idea. Did it, nobody watch? Nobody. Okay. Well, by now yeah. our listeners know, so I apologize for the quick regression. One thing I want to bring up here, real quick, I, I put this on Twitter after the game. Uh, Josh Allen has now thrown ten touchdowns in only three games, and and this says more about 2018 than it does this year. But do you guys realize that in 2018 we had as a team ten passing touchdowns through week 16? Oh my That's god. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, what does it mean to you guys, right? What does it mean to you guys that you've had a quarterback that's I think he's now throwing for over a thousand yards. Uh he is, and he's on pace for fifty five total touchdowns. Yeah, between- I mean granted, obviously that's yeah, it's not gonna happen, right? But the point is it doesn't matter. Like it's three games in a row, you know? One game's a fluke. Two games a pattern. Three games is a, you know is 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 a thing you know. And granted, two bad teams and one good team, but still, it's over three hundred yards you know. And 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 it's winning the game on your arm. You I, and I'm and, and I'm not ready to sign off on the Dolphins yeah, being a I bad agree. team. And yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. They're not a good team, but they're not a bad team. They're like maybe the twentieth best team in the league. Like they're not yep. bad. Breach. Um, so yeah, that shall be that folks. Uh, I'm glad we were able to get this out timely this week. Uh, it'll give our listeners more of a chance to enjoy. It'll give us a little more, uh, opportunity to indulge. And I mean, what else can you say? Uh, I mean, we're exhausted watching this team play and, and pull this out, but we've got a quarterback. If he stays healthy, sky remains the limit. And every week we're reminded of that. So let's not take any of it for granted. We're, we got the late show next Sunday. We've got the 4 o'clock start, so enjoy your morning, enjoy your mid-afternoon, and we'll we'll hopefully be with you late in the evening next Sunday, but until then, Here's the Tyler Bass. Here's the Tyler Bass, yeah. Go, go Bills. Bills. Go Bills. The Bills make me wanna shout